Hello. Hi. And welcome back to another episode of Break Room Banter. It's a hairstylist adjacent podcast where each week, two friends who also happen to be hairstylists break down our weeks in the break room. I'm your host, Hunter Walden. And I am your hostess, Erica the Red. And this week we have such a special guest. We're so excited. Um, this person reached out to us, which mm-hmm. I am so humbled about. And let's just intro him. Hunter Donia, welcome to Break Room Banter. What's it, Pete, Cam? I'm so excited to be here. We're so excited to have you here. Thank you so much for reaching out and wanting to spread the love. Yeah, bro. I just have seen what you guys do, and I think that you guys are cool. And, um, like, I just love having authentic and real conversations with other beauty professionals and being able to spread that message to others is such a fantastic privilege and i if if i can if i can collaborate with people who are doing the same things then i I always take up that opportunity so thank you guys so much for having me here i'm really really excited to get to chat with you guys today yeah totally so in the spirit of like keeping it like natural and organic and conversational we really just kind of like have some questions we want to know to like get to know you as a person and then obviously part of that is going to be about your hair journey and what you do and stuff but like we really just kind of want to talk about it as it comes and what like sparks your fire so but not before we do our peak and our pit of the week erica oh my god it was me this time i forgot Wow. Thesis. So if you're new here, if you're coming from uh, Hunter's page, every week we do a peak and a pit of the week. So it is our high point and a low point of the week. And boy, do I have a doozy this week. <laughs> Listen, I, uh, there's too much. You have to go first. I will go first. Okay. So as we stated, uh, Erica and I had an amazing opportunity uh, to be a part of America's beauty show, which this year was the hundred year anniversary. Yeah. Um, I was there from Friday until yesterday and I was there, uh, sponsored by Kuhn hair cosmetics with Mm -hmm. fast foils. Um, and I just keep reflecting on the weekend. Like, the whole drive home, we we drove Literally. everyone. It's it's only seven and a half hours. It's really. Guys live. We live in Nashville. Nashville, oh, to Chicago. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we drove, and I had all this time to think about the experience as a whole, and I feel like in our industry, well, and I feel like in a lot of industries, probably, we're always told like do it for the experience. Mm-hmm. And like, you have to do things for the experience sometimes first before you do them to get paid. Oh, right. hundred percent. Yeah. That is not something that you can embody mm-hmm. and believe until it's happened. And this weekend was the best experience of my entire career. Hands down. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm supposed to be a part of these hair shows. I'm supposed to be with a team of people like the team that we were with this weekend. Yeah. I, so many supportive hairdressers, so many huge 
legendary names in our industry were in this room with us and never once were we made to feel less than them or if anything we left feeling empowered that we could be them that the next time we do this this like this could be us if anything not the other way around which i've had that experience yeah Oh, Erica's starting to leak at the it's, eyes. I know. I can't even hear you talk about it without getting fucking emotional. Excuse my language. But that's where <laughs> I'm at about it. Yeah. We, I mean, we talked about it the whole way home. It was it was humbling. And, mm -hmm. yeah. Absolutely. Um, and then my pit. I mean, honestly, it's hard to have one after this weekend. Um, but the I, the driving. Seven and a half yeah. hours there, seven and a half hours back. It sucked. It was not fun. But the, it was worth every second of it. The for drive sure. home was better because we called each other and talked the whole way. Was there a reason that you guys drive drove? Um, we weren't getting paid. So it Period. was like, let's cut the cost as much as possible. Right. Yeah. So I was um invited yeah. by Fast Foils and then one of my colleagues at Kuhn was um, invited as well to be kind of like one of the the big names mm -hmm. in the group. Um, and so I had the opportunity of being with him like side by side and uh, learning his ways of the show. Mm -hmm. And he coached me on every little facet of the show, things you don't think about, things that you should be looking for this. And when you get into the room, where are your plugs and things like that and making sure everybody has everything labeled and planned out. And it was just the most amazing experience. Yeah. You shine pretty bright, hunty. You did good. Um. So, and let me just make it clear, I was there, but I was literally, like, just freaking lucky that, like, I got to go. Like, Jay asked, Hunter asked Jay if he could bring me along, and they totally, like, let me come and hang out with everybody. And then my peak was, like, I didn't hit me until dinner afterwards. I was like, holy shit, I just got my hair done by Jay Ladner, like, at the world's biggest, for the country's biggest hair show, whatever, 100-year anniversary, like, on the stage, whoa like that just happened you know and it just it was fun I was there tagging along and just grateful for the experience and helping out where I could and stuff but like I have been struggling in my career like kind of feeling like I didn't know where the hell I was going like at this part of it and like it just kind of really reignited my like oh yeah this is what I always wanted to do and like just because I had to change directions at one point in my life doesn't mean I can't get back here so and I'm totally emotional now <laughs> wow what beautiful experiences I'm so glad that you guys were able to have that experience um I think that I love that you guys talked about um uh you know how you felt like you were in that room and you belonged in that room and like the other like legends in that room were people who didn't make you feel as if like they were different than you or on another level than you like 
that you were just a peer and they want somebody, they want everybody to feel supported and pushed to be whatever they want to be within this industry. I feel like those are the type of people that we need to be surrounding ourselves with and listening to and consuming in today's day and age. And I think that furthermore, like the people who are out there who aren't on that same wavelength and who do have a little bit of an ego still and um, who maybe might think like, oh, I'm better than you because I've gotten to this point or I don't have the time or I'm not willing to spend the time, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I think that those people will inevitably be real humbled, (laughs) you know, because I think that people are just craving that authenticity and that support and that community um, within this industry, especially after the past three years. And so I'm just so glad to hear that you guys had such a beautiful experience. Congratulations. It was beautiful. Thank you so much. Yes. Now, what about you? What is your peak and your pit? My peak and my pit. (laughs) Um, uh, um, So like, I guess it would be like this, so it's like we're recording this on a Tuesday, right? So like this was like last week, right? My peak is that I went to a um I went to a wellness resort uh on the on the front end of a work trip out in Phoenix, Arizona. So I was asked to speak in Arizona, so they flew me out. And um, there's this wellness resort out in Arizona called Savannah that I'm obsessed with that I've been to, I had been to twice already. And so they're flying me out. I was like, I might as well go and do this wellness resort for like a couple of days before doing the work thing. So um, there's this uh, aqua therapy circuit there. Have you guys ever done like a cold plunge or anything like that? No, but that's funny. because We've we totally just talked about, about this it. yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So there is this aqua therapy circuit where they have like a dry sauna, they have an ice bucket, they have a hot, like a 100 degree hot tub, and then they have a like 45 degree tub, and then they have like a body temperature tub. And like, there's a couple different ways that you can go about it. But basically, long story short, you go into the dry sauna first, and you go in there for like 15 minutes until you're like sweating. And then you go into the 45 degree pool. And you you go in there and you try to stay in there in there as long as possible. So the first time that I went to Savannah by myself, I tried to do it by myself. Like I tried to like they have classes that facilitate it, but I just wanted to try it myself. I stepped my feet into this pool and immediately was like, absolutely not, no, ma'am, this hurts. This is not the tea. And I put my feet in and then I put my feet right back out and I like. It, I was cringing. I was like, I'm never doing that ever again. Oh my gosh. So this, yeah, it was painful. So this past <laughs> time, I did, I really wanted to challenge myself. I really wanted to prove to myself that I like could do it. So I signed up for the class that like facilitates it and they taught me um, a lot of like great breathing techniques and how to like tell your brain, tell your body like with your thoughts and like how you're relaxing yourself that like your body is safe and everything is okay. And although it may seem uncomfortable. Like you get to decide how you, uh, how you confront that uncomfortability. Right. And so, um, I was able to sit in that cold pool and that 45 degree pool for like a minute, a full minute, like multiple times after that. And it was, I was so proud of myself and it was such a beautiful experience and cold and cold plunging is supposed to be really good for you. And so I felt really great throughout the rest of the day. But long story short, it like really showed me that like I could challenge myself and I could do hard things. So I was proud of myself. But furthermore, 
I feel like it was kind of like metaphorical for like life. Like, mm-hmm. you know, if you want good things to happen, if you want great benefits of something, then you have to work through the uncomfortability to get there. And you can, you, there are ways that you can manage hard times and uncomfortability. So that way you can get to the other side, right? But the uncomfortability is not going to go away. Sometimes you just have to like work through it instead of try to avoid it to get what you want. And I don't know. It was beautiful. I love So that's my that team. That's my team. I love the way that you thought about the process, though. Me too. No, it's not just I'm getting into this cold ass water. It's <laughs> I can fucking do anything mm-hmm. because yeah. I got into this cold ass water. Well, also with your first experience, like how you tried it, you stuck your toe in, but you had no guidance, and you were like, "Nope, f this. I'm uh uh-uh. uh, bye." Right. Like, that's what we were talking about. I'm super hippie and into natural stuff and all this like stuff. And it's supposed to be so good for you. But I was like, that's one thing. I don't know if I could do that. Like, (laughs) I don't know if I could. But so I liked hearing your experience, like how you had the coaching. They taught you how to get through it. And then all you had to do was persevere for 60 seconds, which I'm sure felt like 60 hours. But like, (laughs) But, and it's great because, I mean, there's people that do that all, I mean, so good for you. It's good for your nervous system. And it's kind of like, it makes sense, like how you have to get in there and focus on nothing but staying there and breathing through it. And it will totally like reset your nervous system. And that's just kind of great. Plus, it's a great analogy for life, like you said, but. Well, I know. And, you know, I'm so glad you said that because I didn't even, you know, I, like you said, like I had thought about like the process and like how it's a great life lesson. But furthermore, I didn't even think about, I went in once and I was like, F this, no. And that was without the facilitation, right? But this time I had the accountability of like other people in the class who were doing it with me, right? And then I had a mentor who was walking me through it and like sharing with me the, like the education and the strategy for how I can go about it. But it was still up to me to go ahead and actually do the work, right? And I think that's a big thing right now is a lot of people are over-consuming a lot of this, like, information recently and Mm -hmm. not really doing much with it Mm -hmm. and not taking action. Um, And I think it's so important to have a community and have a mentor, but if you don't, but nobody's coming to save you. Like, only you can take those tools, take the people who are supporting you, and only you can be the one who takes action. So thank you so much for sharing that because that was like another beautiful lesson that I feel like I could take from it. Yeah. I mean, beautiful. hey, this is why we like conversations, right? Yes. <laughs> totally. <laughs> so I'm supposed to do a pit, right? Yes. I got sick. So very, um, very soon after my trip, like literally like the day, the day of my uh, presentation when I did it in Phoenix. I started to come down with a head cold. I had it the past week and it was like fine. Like it was okay. It was, it truly was not bad at all. And it went away and I'm feeling great now. So we're, we're here, we're recording, we're living our best lives. And we're popping off. I love it. (laughs) Exactly. All right. So as we said in the beginning, we want to get to know you. So if you don't know who Hunter Donia is, he is at Hair by Hunty on Instagram. <laughs> um, this episode is definitely titled The One with the Two Hunters. Yeah. I- <laughs> <laughs> I called, yes. I called Hunter yesterday and I was like, are we going to call this one um, The One with the Two Hunters? <laughs> yes. Well, and it's so funny because everyone in my work life, not in my personal life at, at all, actually, yeah. 
but everyone in my work life calls me hunty. Oh, yeah. Really? Yes. Yeah, all the time. So whenever we found each other on Instagram, I just thought it was freaking hilarious that yeah, we, I don't know. It's funny to it find someone funny. with your same name. Similar name, I know, right? Yeah. Um. So if you don't know who he is, can you explain a little bit about like what you're about on social media, what your platform is about, and what you share in the world? Absolutely. Yeah. So I'm um I'm an independent business educator. So I own uh, my own uh, education platform and company in which I teach uh, mostly independent hairstylists how to streamline, automate, and elevate their businesses. So um, it goes a lot into systems, a lot of technology, and a lot of it is about keeping up with the fast pace of this ever-changing industry and the standard that has been set so high for us as beauty professionals now without overworking and having boundaries, but still upholding your professionalism at the same time. So that's what I'm passionate about, um, helping stylists do through courses, my podcasts, multiple programs, um, in-person speaking events, and more. I love it. I'm, like, listening to you talk, and I'm like, man, if I had known you back when I went independent, maybe I yeah. would have had the tools in my toolbox to be successful, but I did not at the time. <laughs> if I had known it myself. Yeah, <laughs> like, right? that's, why, that's, why I, that's why I do what I do now, because... I got because I had my own independent experience where I was just freaking overwhelmed and like so close to burnout, even in the very beginning of the journey. Mm. And I just couldn't see how this could possibly be a long term sustainable career path for me if I had to keep juggling all of these things all by myself to sustain the same amount of success. Um, and so that's why I ended up like getting really. Uh, MacGyvery and taking like my knowledge of tech and like implementing it all together and um, figuring out my own independent situation. And I assume that there was other independent people out there who were handling the same stress and overwhelm that I was. And so now I share those same resources. Well, and I think that it should, uh, should be mentioned too, that like it takes a, a, a special person to be able to do the things first, but not only do the things, be able to facilitate those things in a way that other people can follow and understand. Mm -hmm. And I've heard personal testimonies from people who've taken your course and who are members of your education platform that you have changed how they do business. And so I think it you should be applauded for the fact that not only did you do it and you were able to do it for yourself, but your your heart and your mind and your hands and everything is connected and you're able to convey that to other people in a way that they are able to do it themselves. So thank you. For sure wanna applaud you on that because that's Yeah, that amazing. means the world to me. It it really is important to me. I um I uh, having having ADHD just like my entire life like and it shows up in every single facet of my life it, it I just understand what it's like to want to be creative and like only focus on the things that bring you joy and also have a really difficult time implementing things within your business and dealing with all of the extra BS that comes with it and sometimes accidentally letting things fall through the cracks and 
not having a brain that can just focus on one thing at a time. And so um, just considering, again, like it really all does come from like my own experience and like wanting to make sure that people don't have that same experience or taking their experience into consideration and making sure that I can give them a resource that matches up with their learning style or their specific situation. So that means a lot and I really appreciate it. And it's something that I continuously strive for. And I think I, I got into brand education first. So I had been educating for color and cuts and all that stuff for years now. It's probably been like five years. And I didn't start my course until like two and a half years ago. So I'm mean, actually, I'm probably, probably educating for a brand for like six years, really. And, um, and I think that my, my brand education really set me up for success with being able to go off on my own and being able to facilitate these spaces. Because it was a great company and they put you through the ringer it, when you're going through brand education training, dude. Like, it's no joke, as you may know, right? So um, I think that having that experience as well, like, really taught me how to take my own experience and learn from it and be able to replicate it and give it to other people in a digestible way. I love that. I had no idea you were a fellow adhd -er. That makes so much sense because, like, I, I, I did everything you were saying is, like, that's exactly why I do work in a commission situation is because, like, I have that brain that if I'm not interested in it, I cannot focus. I cannot retain it. Like, and I just really struggled. I mean, I was struggling, like, as a mom and balancing that, too. But, like, I the texting and remembering appointments and this and that and knowing what to do and the online booking and how to and just managing it all. I was like, I can't do this. I'm not, I'm not good at this. Yeah, absolutely. You're not alone. And, um, I think that all, all too, all too often, I don't know if this is like the way that we want this conversation to go, but I think all too often as people with ADHD, we love this industry so much because it, is something that we can really thrive at because it's so creative and we love talking to people and creating relationships and, um, and it's, it's so great for us. And on the same, on the flip side, like in today's day and age, like I said, with the standard of like keeping up with everything that we're supposed to be keeping up with nowadays, right? It's difficult to actually like implement all the things and do all the things on top of doing the damn hair, which is our, like the job that we sign up for. Right. Um, and, and all too often people can get really down on themselves. Like people can really start to compare themselves to other people so much. And especially with social media and all that, all that stuff and think like, Oh my God, like this person is so successful. They're doing all the things they're posting on social media every day. And they're getting all these likes, what's wrong with me. I can't even post a social media post. I can't batch a week worth out of content because I get too distracted and it gets overwhelming for me. Like all too often we have these feelings and there's so many people out there who can relate to that. And I just want everybody to know, like, they're not alone. Like we all go through those same feelings and thoughts and we all have our struggles. And I just, I'm just really freaking passionate about doing the best that I possibly can to make people feel like they can freaking do it. And to like give them the tools, support community, all the things that they need to be able to thrive as much as they want to, to achieve their own goals. That's so cool. Yeah, that was really impactful. Yeah. I honestly, I <laughs> I'm like, wow, I don't even want to look at these questions anymore. I like, I just want to keep going. But there actually was, some of these actually are really good. Yes. Like, what? who had the biggest influence in your life? 
This is like, I hate this question. <laughs> oh, jump scare. No. <laughs> no, I'm just, I just, I get, I, I, for this question, I hate to say it, but I think that like, I just with being queer, like in one way or another, right? Like being gay and like coming out from a really young age when I was in like, I was in seventh grade when I came out of the closet. And I um, started to express myself like uh, outwardly pretty early on. Like in like eighth grade, I started to like color my hair different colors every other week. And I started to like wear makeup and like girls clothes and like all the things. And with that, you know, came a lot of like ostracizing and bullying and like bad relationship with my parents, like all that stuff at the time. And <clears throat> I think what came with all of that was, was a lot of having to learn how to be the one who is influencing myself, <laughs> you know, and being the one who is standing up for myself and like learning just how to independently get what I want and what I need for myself. Right. And so whenever I have this question, like who is like your biggest mentor and who is your biggest influence? I honestly, it might sound like petty and weird, but I honestly, I'm really grateful to myself as like a little kid at the time, like staying strong and persevering and like finding what I love to do and like taking full advantage of it. You know, regardless, there are so many people who I could shout out who I'm really appreciative of. And if you're listening to this, then you know who you are. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, I'm really proud of what I've been able to do for myself. You know, that is the most I need a second. amazing effing answer to that question <laughs> I have ever heard in my life. I mean, if there's, honestly, if there is one thing that I have learned, it's that being proud of yourself and looking up to your own fucking self for what you've done and how you've whoo, been able to build yourself without any influence from other people fully discovering yourself on your own. Um, and I don't know where you grew up, but I grew up in a really small town. There was no one around like me. Um, and I did not come out at a young age. I came out at, I was 21 when I came out to my parents. Um, oh shit. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Um, and it, there, there was no one to look up to but myself. And if I wanted to create a path, there was no path to look at until you made it until I made the path for me. And now I'm super fortunate, like you said, to have influences in my life who are, are queer, who are in the community, who have shadowed me and like, girl, you need to take it down a notch. That's not confidence. That is arrogance. Get it together. But <laughs> you have to believe in yourself because no one else is going to do it for you. Period. The only difference between the people who are quote unquote at the top, and Erica and I have had this conversation so many times over yeah. the last few days and the last few weeks and months, honestly, through this experience of interviewing stylists who we view as at the top. Mm-hmm. Um, the difference between you sitting behind the chair and those stylists is that they said, they said it. Well, they, had they the, said, I have it. They had the audacity to believe in themselves. That's what it really boils yeah. down to. Yeah. 
They said it, yes. They had the audacity to believe in themselves, and that's how they are where they are. Yeah. And even through and even through the times where you don't believe in yourself, right? Like even in those moments, you know, you can still you'll still do the damn thing for yourself, right? Like even if you even if you have imposter syndrome, even because it's gonna come up, right? Even if it's um even if there those those thoughts creep in like you're not good enough for this you're not smart enough for this you don't nobody's going to care what you have to say um you'll never be able to achieve this much success because of this that or the third right whenever those thoughts creep in like learning how to breathe into them be compassionate to yourself when those thoughts come in and understand that you're only human and this is like what your brain is designed to do and saying okay i understand that i have those thoughts but I also understand that this is something that I really want and that I can do and I'm going to do it scared. I'm going to do it uncomfortable. And I think that that has a lot of attribution to those people, those people's success as well too, you know? <clears throat> yeah. Mm. So can you tell us about a defining moment or experience in your life? Wow. That's really general. <laughs> Okay. At the end of uh, this, at the end of the episode, every one of these questions will make sense. I promise. Okay. Um, going to uh, my local vocational cosmetology program probably was um, the biggest uh, defining moment of my life. I was, like I said, like eighth grade, discovering myself, like experiencing with hair and makeup a lot and like finding a lot of passion and joy in it. And I heard that they had um, a high school cosmetology program. And um, I applied to it like before I was even supposed to apply to it because I was so excited about it. Like I wasn't even like qualified yet for like my age and like my grade and stuff. But I was like, I just want this so bad. And so uh, finally sophomore year when I was 15 years old, I had the privilege to um, attend this cosmetology school while I was in high school. So I would do the first four periods in high school doing my gen ed. And then the rest of the day, I would do my cosmetology program. And that was throughout the entire school year. And it was the first place where I, at that time, where I really felt like I was in the right fucking place. Like, it was like all the people around me were celebrating me and appreciating me for who I was. They were in, interested in the same things that I was for the most part. Um, like the teacher that we had was just so amazing. And all I wanted to do was just like learn and eat up everything that she taught us and just get experience. And it just was, it, it was, I mean, it's the reason I am where I am today. And it gave me so much like that decision and being in that vocational school and having that experience absolutely set me up for so much success and gave me such a safe space and gave me a space where I felt like, wow, like I can really have a career. I can have people around me who understand me and I can thrive within a space, within an industry. And so I guess that was my pivotal, the, the, what, what do we call it? Defining moment defining of my life? Defining moment, yeah. yeah. I like that because that's like a, that's, it really did set you on a course. And like, I have a son who is having some teenage angst we'll call it right now mm -hmm. but I was just talking to him I'm like dude like if you're you everything you're into is creative and like 
I didn't go to college. I wasn't cut out for that. Like, that's why I became a hairdresser. Like, this is something that I do that I'm creative that I like it makes me happy and I happen to make money at it. You know, if that's, it's okay to do that. If that's kind of the direction you want to go, I want you to know that that's okay. And it's great because it's exactly something like this where it's like, I mean, obviously you had your experience of like you're coming out and like that whole part, which obviously I cannot identify with, but like, um, I know for me too, like being in beauty school, like that was, I'm like, yes, like I could actually do this and make money and be successful at it. And that was something that I'd spent my whole high school career. Like I graduated early just to get the hell out of there, you know, because I just hated the whole part of it. I'm just not an academia kind of girl, but this job is like something you can do so that I don't know. I just, as a mom, that part stuck out to me and I like that. But yeah. And I think that there's a lot of, I mean, I now I not to go back to the ADHD situation, Mm -hmm. but I think that. I think like when you um, when you're somebody who is like driven by a creative passion, like or at least I'm just going to talk ADHD specifically. I think when you have ADHD, the the superpower of it all, although it does have its downsides, the superpower is that not only are you passionate about this thing, but you can also become obsessed with this thing, right? And like that obsession can oftentimes push you into being super successful at it because you will just consume and like take it all in and want to practice it and feel so much gratification and so much like dopamine and chemical release and reward in your brain from achieving those that growth right and I just think that like there's so much power in choosing the creative route if there's something that truly is something that you love and that it, as long as you are truly ready to be obsessed with it, right? And truly ready to take it on fully and learn and be humble and to uh, to take in everything that you can and be collaborative and all that stuff. So, yeah, very much so. All the kids, they should not, they should not, um, I wish that there was more opportunities for, voc- for vocational school mm. across the country. I wish that there was more cosmetology, specifically cosmetology vocational school programs because there's really not a lot as much as I wish there would be. And I wish that vocational school or creative routes weren't as stigmatized or looked down upon because how much, how many people did we hold back from achieving so much beauty and success and happiness in their life who could, who could have made a massive impact in the world because we told them that they had to fucking go to college for fucking finance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now they're depressed in their homes and working a job that they hate. $200,000 in debt. <laughs> Literally. The debt. Yeah. It's the debt for me. So, <laughs> like, let's see. What was the next one I was going to ask you was, what do you think is your biggest strength? Uh, <laughs> you guys are asking these insane questions. I did not know y'all were going to ask me these questions. <laughs> um. Uh, okay. We get deep. Um, I think, I think my biggest, it's like I, I have my biggest strength is that I am scrappy. I think, mm-hmm. like I am a, I will do what it takes to get what I want, and like I will be very resourceful in getting what I want. So like, it if. If I, I'm very resourceful, like that comes along with scrappiness. I think they're kind of like the same situation. Like I'm very 
self-sufficient and I will and I will do what it takes to get what I want. I think that that's my biggest strength. That's a huge strength. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like yeah. it. Perseverance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He said, I'm scrappy. I'm scrappy. <laughs> said, My biggest strength. I have so many. Stop. There's so many. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, let's just piggyback on your biggest strength with what is your biggest fear? Um, <clears throat> my biggest fear is losing this platform. Um, my biggest fear is somehow some way and I know it's so irrational but I genuinely like I talk about it in therapy every single time I go I have this very strange scarcity um fearful mindset that for some reason like the rug is gonna get swept from under me and people are gonna stop wanting to hear what I have to say and and I'm not gonna have the opportunity to do what I love anymore like that's my biggest fear if I could if I had to stop doing this then that would be absolutely devastating to me so my biggest fear is losing this very much so Mm. yeah yeah i uh, can understand that for sure well and i think i do think it's important to like always keep in your mind too when that is a fear of yours that your success will always be cyclical Mm -hmm. and i feel people who have true heart and passion and once again back to where I applauded you at the beginning for being able to not only do the thing but then connect it in a way that makes clear sense for other people you will never lose that right because it's your it's your heart it's you right. you are giving your genuine self every time and that's something that you can never lose but the cycle of success and the ebbs and the flows and the low points sometimes those low points can be so low that you get depressed that well shit I've lost it all now but you just always keep in your mind that it will come back around totally and because you have that perseverance mindset and you'll do whatever it takes You'll do what it takes to keep it moving. That I will. (laughs) I love it. Oh, man. Um, All right. We're going to change direction a little bit. Um, What are some of your, like, long-term goals and aspirations? And that could be personal or business, just whatever, like, really lights your fire that you're – that's driving you right now. You know what I want – I want a big enough, I want a big enough platform and enough money to be able to just do what the fuck I want to just do. Like, I love my job and I truly love every facet of my job. Like, I truly do. It's just there's a lot of things that there that I have to do for the job to be successful that I feel like I could, that I would rather be spending my time doing this or that or the third because I feel like it would be more impactful. So, for example, instead of having to worry about like the next time that I'm launching this course, right, and dealing with all of the marketing around it and all that stuff, right, instead of worrying about all that, I wish that I could just 
like go and teach everybody in the world for free and not even have to worry about that. Right. Um, I wish that I could like, have you guys ever heard of hair aid before? Tabitha coffee is like a big, um, advocate for them. Isn't it like a hair? Is it like, no, that's not it. So what they do, so what they do, they're based out of Australia. What they do is, is they get a bunch of hair hairdressers together and they go to developing nations where there is critical poverty, like very critical effed up poverty. And they teach people mostly trafficked, trafficked uh, women. They teach trafficked women these skills so they can start to make money for themselves in these spaces. And they teach them how to cut hair. Like, I want to have unlimited resources to fucking do cool shit like that. Like, so that's my long-term goal. I want to get to a point where I can be like, let's say, you know, for lack of a better example, I can be Bill Gates and I can just take all of my money and like put it towards fucking cool shit that's making a real impact in people's lives without having to worry, stress about when the next paycheck is coming or how the next paycheck is coming. That's my long-term goal. Are you like reading my brain right now? So (laughs) I did not know that that program existed, number one, but it reminds me of this one that I was really blessed to like get to work with a little bit in um, the Seattle area. It's called Mm. Justice and Soul. They have a school in Cambodia where mm. a whole program and like this guy owned owned a salon and then well, I guess one of his clients told him about just this situation and you need to go over here and he went and he visited he spent some time over there and then came back sold all his stuff except the salon and moved to Cambodia and started this like school wow yeah. it's That's really cool crazy. so they do That's like so a, cool. a big fashion show like as a benefit each year mm. and my salon got to do like work you know do some a show for it. It was really fun and awesome. That is so awesome. I love that. So I love, I love that you're passionate about that too. And that's something that. Right. Well, you're just passionate about other people growing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Other people being able to do what they want because you love what you do so much that you want everyone else to love what they do as much as you do. Yes. And, and to harness the power of what this industry can fucking give you like there is so much power like there's so much power and untapped potential that we all too often do not recognize and my like you said like my goal my journey my my what i why i love what i do right now is helping people harness that power in all sorts of ways very much yes i love that have there been um I'm, what I've found out during this interview is that we have a lot in common. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> have there been moments in your, mm, when the moment has arisen that someone has told you, you're too much, you're giving too much, not everyone wants to hear that, sometimes you need to stop talking because you're getting on people's nerves. When that happens... What is your response? How do you, does, I know for me, like the first time it happens or the first few times it happens, you're like, well, fuck me and my drag. Um, (laughs) That hurt my feelings. Um, But so like, how did you navigate that? Totally. Um, 
I think that if it, if it, I mean, I've been, you know, been told that my entire fucking life. I'm sure that you can relate. Like, I, I mean, it's never, it's never not been something that's been told to me, right? <clears throat> I think the experience of leaning into who I am very authentically and then seeing people surround me and celebrate and love that, right? Like seeing the proof, right? That if I, if I am just myself and there will be people who love that and who accept that, I think just having the experience of seeing that I think has shown me that I'm going to be myself unapologetically. And if there's somebody who doesn't align with that, then they're not the person who I should be spending my time with anyway. Right. Because by uh, censoring myself, muting myself, pushing down my personality, pretending to be somebody else, I'm exerting so much energy to fit in with somebody who doesn't even deserve my time anyway. Versus I'm taking away the opportunity from so many people who would love that, who that would give them more joy and passion and love and connection by just being myself, right? Those are the people that deserve my energy. And if I was around somebody who didn't enjoy my energy or what I brought to the table in any way, shape or form, then you're not my person, you know, and I don't need, and you don't need to spend time with me. I don't need to spend time with you and I'll just fucking tease out, girl. It's no big deal. Shit. <laughs> and that's on period. And yeah. Period. Right? <laughs> that's so funny. But you had said something that hit me, but now I just brain farted when we started laughing. <laughs> uh, Thank God we're recording. I know. Right. Uh, what was I going to say? What were you saying? Oh, it, People can tell you till they're blue in the face and you can hear it a thousand times like if you're not going to be everybody's cup of tea. But until you have that experience of like sticking to yeah. yourself and just being yourself and like actually seeing the proof is in the pudding that like people are here and people are supporting you. Like I kind of feel like I had a little bit of that this weekend. Like I am really have been struggling with imposter syndrome and self-doubt like more than I think I ever have in my life the last yeah. few years. Right. And so I know it's part of my journey. I know I have to come through it, but like being in that room this weekend with everybody, like I wasn't there to like really be doing hair, but I still got entrusted to like help out a little bit here and there. And as small as that seemed, I was like, I just thought I was going to go in there and hide in the corner and like not get in anybody's way and just be grateful, right. you know, but it wasn't like that. And so that was kind of, for me, one of those experiences where I was like, Hey, everybody doesn't hate me. Like, it's okay for me to yeah. just be myself. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. People are going to, your people will find you. There might be a lonely part in that journey, but they will find you. Well, and those people aren't going to be able to find you unless you are that, being yourself. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it, like, it all ties into an episode that we're actually going to do in the mm -hmm. future with uh, Amber Maynard Bolt. Mm -hmm. Do you know her? I don't think so, no. Well, you should look her up She's, on Instagram after this, uh, yeah. at Alchemist Amber. She's a beautiful human inside and out. Um, but 
we had at, we were talking about like, hey, if you came on the podcast, what would you want to talk about? Mm. And she said, I want to talk about how the upper echelon of hairdressers in this are bullies and how the people who are leading the industry have been bullied all the way to the top to the fact to the point that they're at the top and they have such high imposter syndrome that if they don't bully the people beneath them, they feel that they are not worthy of their title. And she said, that's not the case. And we're going to do a whole episode on it. I'm really excited about it. Um, So true. But like. They're continuing the cycle of abuse. Yes. The cycle of abuse just (laughs) continues unless you're just yourself and give love. And love people. Yeah. Very much so. All right. Well, we've been recording for almost an hour. Um. We have asked you a bunch of questions, but we do have two more questions that we ask every guest. Um, they have been somewhat asked, but I think you can come up. You're, you're scrappy. You can come up with an, a new answer. So, actually, should we explain the questions now? Yeah, you should explain it now because these are our questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so... Uh, I asked Hunter in the beginning, uh, even though we were going to get to know you, that was the point. We kind of just had this, once again, we keep fucking talking about this weekend. Sorry. We just had this epiphany that we don't really care anymore about the hairdresser's career or their accomplishments we or their accomplishments. We want to know about them. So that Mm. was the point of the episode, right? I but love that. I thought that it was important to note that your whole gig is automation, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I think that you might find it funny to know that this entire episode was automated using ChatGPT. ChatGPT. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> Every single one of those questions came from ChatGPT. I mean, That's we, we got fucking... a bunch of them and picked our favorites, but... That is so fucking cool (laughs) i love that i am obsessed with that oh so i'm so glad you liked it (laughs) (laughs) and it was so much fun that we're gonna do another episode with it but that is just so i'm obsessed i love (laughs) so now for the real questions um so that's why you were like, these are our questions. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay, that is great. I love it. Well, I just, honestly, it just goes to show that everything happens for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. All of the energies in the world are colliding and things are going ev- the way that they're intended to go. Totally. And the conversations that we've had today are conversations that we've been talking about amongst ourselves so ironically i kept thinking about that i'm like this is like piggybacking so well off like the experience this weekend the eight hours that we talked to each other on the phone on the drive home and then like and then the last few months yeah Yeah. like all these things are aligning um but our last two questions for you is um so we know that with success there comes like we said, it's cyclical. There's downs and there's there's ups and there's downs. Could you tell a time in your career where you've had to pick yourself back up after like a fall or a misstep? 
Yeah. Um, I hope that it's not like, because <clears throat> like, it's not like it's something, it's not like something happened in my career, right? It's like nothing happened in the business, but things, something happened in my personal life. So I had been in a relationship for about five years and um, uh, long story short, we ended that. And I was 19 when I got into that relationship. I'm now 25. I just turned 25. And um, so, you know, my entire early 20s, like, was in this relationship. I moved, like, an hour and a half away to live with this man. And I ended up leaving. And it was, like, a really difficult, awful thing. And I ended up moving uh, moving into my own place by myself. And... Uh, back like close to my family and my friends again and it was like so depressing and lonely for like a good like three months and taking the time to focus refocus on myself because I had been so intensely focused on my business for like the, that two years to kind of be like forced and pushed into focusing on myself which was so good and important like we said, everything happens for a reason. Um, it was really difficult for me to still want to show up for work, right? And to st- like after all the energy that I was exuding to focus on myself and like my personal life and like my personal identity, figuring out who the f I was. Like I was going through like existential crisis. It was wild. It was a whole thing, and still um, getting the courage and the energy to show up was really, really difficult. And it's crazy though, because, you know, I did it and because I love it and because I, I have a responsibility to the people who I who want to are expecting me to show up for them. So I did it anyway, but it's so crazy how like me being forced to focus on my personal life much more. And although it, it was really difficult for me to show up for work, what it ended up doing was making me like 10 million times stronger in my career. Like, because I can show up with so much more authenticity and better energy and love for myself now. And, and I just, it just feels so good to have these authentic conversations with you guys and, and like with other people because I've had such personal development over the past year. And I don't think I was able to have that conversation, this conversation as deeply as I would have been prior to me going through that. And I think that in the business world, in my career, having having that and having these experiences in my personal life it really allows me and helps me to show up for people um in that way as well too not just talking business strategy all the freaking time because it's not all about the strategy it's also about your life and who you are as a human being and your mindset and all of that stuff so that i'm going through my damn breakup and it was really difficult for me to show up still you know i was depressed i was anxious i was lonely it was awful but I did the damn work of getting better and learning from it and noticing that the universe was putting me in the right position, the right place at the right time. And it made me, it was all for the better. It made me stronger. as a person. So that, uh, I, I love that. Oh shit. You the question it. just, Oh no, it didn't. So in like our industry, it's so, um, I almost want to say there's like this toxic, rule of like leave it at the door 
Mm. Yeah. And so as someone whose specialty is boundaries and systems and things like that, what was that like for you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that there, um, so what I teach all the time is I teach like professionalism, but also taking care of yourself at the same time. And um, it's like, that's it all, everything I teach goes back to that. It goes back to making sure that you're taking care of yourself, but doing it professionally. And um, I actually do some work with a beautiful program that every single person should check out. It's called Speaking Grease. And it's by Penn State University. They collaborated with uh, PBS to create this nonprofit organization that teaches people how to support others through grief. And it's so important. And I'm, I promise that I'll get, I'll talk to you like about why I'm talking about this, but um, uh, it's so wild how like, especially in the United States, how we treat grief and how poor, poorly we support others through it and how we have these like misbeliefs and misconceptions of what is actually helpful and what's not helpful and all that stuff. And also of even just what grief actually is. Like I was going through grief, like truly somebody doesn't have to die for you to be grieving, you know? And so, um, so anyways, this program, I actually did some work with them and, and spoke with them about a hairdresser specifically. And I did a whole podcast episode with them. Um, I brought them in for a class from, from my people because I think for us as hairstylists, we are facilitating these spaces all the time for people just dumping their shit on us, you know, nonstop. And it's really difficult to not only set up our own boundaries and make sure that it's not, we're not taking on that er energy, but also properly supporting and helping that person through that thing. Right. Um, because you do have the potential to make that impact in that space. Right. And so with speaking grief, what I've just learned is when you are walking into work or if you are going through a hard time, it's up to you to decide. Like you are the only person who can decide how you will handle that, how you will act from it. And I think that becoming, that being as prepared as possible, like instead of just being reactionary to it, um, be, like before going into your workday saying, okay, if these feelings come up, am I going to talk about it? Am I not going to talk about it? Am I going to just share that? Hey, I'm going through a hard time right now. I don't really necessarily want to talk about what's going on. If you notice that I'm a little bit quieter than I normally am, or if I'm not showing up with the same energy, just know that that's why, but I still plan on giving you an excellent service today. Like just that honest, transparent communication I think is super, super important. And I was having, it, it for me in my business, um, it was my team. Like I had to tell my team like, hey, I'm going through a really difficult time right now. I'm really stressed out right now. It's been really hard for me to show up and asking for help too, you know, like where I normally wouldn't have, I think was important. But just that honest communication and just sharing whatever you feel comfortable sharing and just keeping it real, I think it's super important. I think all of that is really good advice. Like, uh, it made me think about when my bestie passed away last September, and I had I there was I had that kind of thought with myself because I was like, how am I gonna how am I gonna do this? Because one of my clients at the beginning of the day, I didn't I didn't say anything, but she did pick up on me being sad because I was like 
getting teary eyed thinking about it while I'm, you know, blow drying her hair or whatever. And she like was like, honey, are you okay? And then I did. I told her, I was like, I'm so sorry. I'm trying to hold it together. I didn't want you to feel my energy. You know what I mean? And like from that moment forward with the rest of my clients, I was up front and I was kind of like, I'm not trying to dump this on you, but I just want you to know that this happened. Like obviously casually and in the right moment. Like, but I did kind of just give him a warning. If I seem a little out there, like this happened two days ago and I'm still kind of reeling a little bit, you know, but I'm trying to show up for you and be here for you. So like, sorry, but it was helpful. A big thing that I teach about with boundaries is you can't expect anybody to respect you if you haven't shown them how to respect you. So like sharing that up front, Mm -hmm. right. And being like, Hey, this is what I'm going through right now. Just so you know, I would love to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it, or I'm going to talk to you about it right now to get out of the way in mm-hmm. hopes that I can get it out of my system. So that way I'm not putting that energy on you, yeah. whatever it may be, right? Just that honest communication. And, and again, it's completely up to you mm-hmm. to communicate that or to not communicate it or communicate it in a way where you won't have to communicate any more about it. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's up to you again, again, it's up to you to take the action, right? Totally. Or else nothing's going to change. Can you repeat what you said? You can't expect people. You cannot expect people to respect you unless you've shown them how to respect you. I, that is a powerful statement. Mm -hmm. I like the way you put that. For sure. (laughs) Okay, next one. So the next question we're going to ask is, um, can you share a moment with us where you've surprised yourself with something you were able to accomplish? (laughs) last year and you know it wasn't me it was my team it was my team and it was the 20 speakers that um joined us but last year we put together a digital summit um it was called the modern hairstylist summit and we and it was a three-day online event where we had 20 industry powerhouse speakers jay ladner was a part of it um who came together and just taught a shit ton of classes and i wanted it to be a completely non-profit event and that it was and we took but we had uh we had an offer for sale long story short and we raised twenty six thousand dollars for a bipoc beauty school scholarship Oh my God. Congratulations. Thank you. And just like getting all of those people together and all of the moving parts and how polished it was like, it was just truly insane that we were able to make that happen. And, um, again, I, a lot of it was my team. Like I really, really, really could not be any more grateful to them and like the people who are willing to participate. But I really did surprise myself that I was able to bring that idea to life and it was able to go as well as it did. And so it's now an annual thing. So right now we are in the depths of planning that for the summer and I'm really excited to do it again. And we want to like triple or quadruple our results. So I'm excited about it. And you're going to. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. One of my uh, go-to quotes, like for anything, if someone asks me for a quote, it's an African proverb, and it is, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. So it's so 
important that you acknowledged your team in that and you made them feel appreciated that they took part in such an amazing event. It was your brainchild. Yeah. You you thought it up. You are the genius behind it. However, if you didn't have all of those people managing all those moving parts, it wouldn't have come together the way that it did. And every job, no matter how small, whether that person went and picked up waters for the, well, this is a virtual event, but you get what I'm saying. Totally. If they go and pick up the waters, that is the, that is a very important job. Mm -hmm. 100%. Absolutely. So I, I admire that you gave all of the credit to them. However, say, you yeah. should also applaud yourself because God dang, boy. <laughs> what I applaud myself for with that, actually, it's great that you guys just had this, the, ex- the experiences that you've had thus far and also this past, this past uh, weekend. I'm so glad to hear that you guys had such a great time. I'm sad that I couldn't make it. I was supposed to, but then I did. Um, what I was really proud of myself for was creating such authentic and genuine relationships with all of the speakers that we have had up until that point. Like we had Jamie, Dana, Dana, Britt, Siva, Crystal L, Nina Tulio, Jay Ladner. We had Cash Lawless. Like we had these like fucking huge people who were down to, ha- to hang. And like, they were like, Hunter, we trust you. We love you. We want to do this with you. This is a cool idea. And what I was really proud of myself for was going out of my comfort zone and feeling super impostery and saying fuck it and like creating relationships with these people regardless. Right. Um, and I think that it's a, one thing to, one thing to share. And I love that you were in a room where you felt like you were able to create those relationships is like those relationships can just take you so far and doing it from an authentic place. Like it was never like, I want something from this person. It was like, I think that what this person is doing is really cool and I look up to them and I would love to like get to know them a little bit better and see how I can support them and vice versa. So um, that's what I was proud of myself for, for sure. So thank you for recognizing me as well too. But the team, very much so, (laughs) could not have done that without the team, like whatsoever. Wow. This is an amazing episode. Really good episode. Yes. All right. So... Thank you, everyone, yeah. for listening to another episode of Break Room Banter. If you want to follow us on our social media channels, I am at Hair X Hunter on all the things. I'm Erica the Redhead on all the things. Our podcast is at Break Room Banter Pod on all the things, as well as www.patreon.com forward slash Break Room Banter Pod. And... And you guys can check me out um, at Hair by Hunty on Instagram, or you can go to hunteronia.com for free resources, how to work with me, learn more about me, whatever it may be. Thank you both so much for having me on here. This was a beautiful conversation. Thank you for facilitating these conversations for the industry in general. I really appreciate it. And um, it was an honor to be on here with you guys today. So thank you for listening and thank you for having me. It was an honor to have you. you. Yes, absolutely. And I'm so excited for the future of this community because from this point forward, we're building those relationships Mm -hmm. and genuine connections with people and showing people the beautiful side of this industry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, We will be providing links to all of the services and all of the things that hunters talked about today. Those will be down in the description 
You can watch us on YouTube at Break Room Banter Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram. You can listen to us on Spotify or anywhere else you get your podcasts. Make sure to click subscribe before you go. And until next time, always remember, you always have a seat at our table. Bye. Bye. Bye.